Welcome to episode 26 of Your Personal Podcast. For those who want more out of life, and please rate, review and subscribe to Your Personal Podcast. I'm Martin Hazy. I'm an entrepreneur, educator, CEO and a former Lord Mayor. As always, I'm here with Mim Romeo. Mim is a corporate retailer, business coach and mentor and an executive advisor. Mim, welcome to Your Personal Podcast. And welcome to you, Martin, and we'd like to welcome all our listeners throughout the globe. We thank them for their listenership, and we also thank them for their feedback, Martin. That feedback is coming from 43 countries around the world as per our listenership, Mim. Isn't that a beautiful thing? It is a beautiful thing, and we just thank them all the time. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mim. Thank you, Martin. No, thank you. I thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) Mim, tell our listeners about your week. My week's been fantastic. Why? Because I always enjoy every day of every week because I get to meet different people and I get to talk to different people. You genuinely love life. Absolutely. You're high on life, as they say, Mim. I love life and I love talking with people. It's always exciting. Why? Because I get to learn and I get to share. And what is life if you don't share what you have? Bravo. Grazie. Bravo, molto bene. And I heard you had an exciting week too, Martin. I am. I'm actually There was quite... a special event you held this week. Well, yes. Are <laughs> you sure? Would you like to know about it? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm actually. You yeah. weren't too sure when you responded. No, I am really energised. Well, I tell you, if you were any more energised, I'd be just plugging my, my lights into you. Okay, so let me share Playing with us. Sort of I man? have no idea what that Put means. Put the globe into the globe into the light. I, don't I know. still have no idea what you're talking about, Mim. I'd like to share with you as you collect your thoughts. Share with the listeners would be good. I can't do that. <laughs> have you ever heard of the Entrepreneurs Organisation? I've heard there are many around the world. EO. There are 16,000 members of this wonderful organisation called EO or the Entrepreneurs' Organisation around the world, founded in 1987, I think by Vern Harnish and a gentleman called Michael Dell. Michael Dell, of course, is Dell Computers. Okay. And it's a great organisation. I was a member for 12 years, Mim. Did they ask you to leave? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty nasty. (laughs) Honestly. <laughs> How'd you take that? <laughs> Mim, I contributed a lot to the entrepreneurs I organization. Well, it didn't sound like it after twelve years. <laughs> Honestly. No, no, I shouldn't say that. Okay. As you oh, they called you back. <laughs> after how many years? Um, Thirteen years. Okay. An extra year. <laughs> So, look, as you're entertaining yourself at the end of yes. the, the other end of the Your Personal Podcast booth, I'm going to share with our listeners uh, about this event that I went to. Well, it's certainly exciting. No, look, it was terrific and I am very energised. It was like a little bit of a homecoming. I came and spoke to a large cohort of entrepreneurs here in South Australia where we're based and I shared my journey. But most importantly, what I did share is what I learned from the organisation, the Entrepreneurs' Organisation, and I learned a lot. It is a great organisation. It really is. That. So, like, a big shout-out to the team from EO and a big shout-out to Tyson, who's one of our listeners. Thank you, Tyson, for being one of our listeners and to all the other entrepreneurs, not only in uh, Australia but right across the globe. Tyson said that your personal podcast has a great host. Well, what do you talk about? What do you say about you? He didn't talk about you, you were there (laughs) Honestly Thank you Tyson for recognising that one of us is performing (laughs) Do you think I walk into these things? I think I do Really Anyway 
What was the what was the whole event about? Share with our listeners. The whole event, EO puts a very high value on experience over opinion. You know, we've all got opinions. Yeah. But what really matters, I think, in life is experience. Because when someone talks from experience, and that's, I hope, the bedrock of your personal podcast, we talk from experience. Yes. The practicality of it. That's correct. That's correct. It has another level of, I think, authenticity. It has another level of gravitas. Yes. And I think it has another level of connection. Yes. Because we're sharing with our listeners our life experiences in family and business and many other things. But the Entrepreneurs' Organisation is a peer-to-peer network designed for entrepreneurs to support each other when they're out there taking a risk. And, Mim, I have an enduring respect for anyone that takes a risk in this world. Absolutely. Without risk-takers, we wouldn't be where we are today. Yep. But I always say, whoever's taking a risk... Just make sure it's a measured risk. A calculated a risk. A calculated one. That's correct. Because there's good risk and there's bad risk. That's true. So just make sure we're always on the right side of the tracks. And I'm sure that every entrepreneur would agree with that. Absolutely. So after that bit of an introduction there, Martin, today's episode. Let's talk about the structure of today's yeah. episode. Well, firstly, what is the title? The title is... Truth Be Told. Well said. Truth Be Told is a great phrase, isn't it? It is. It's got so much into it. Truth a, Be Told. That's a, Powerful title. Feels like, you know, I was in the 18th century. Truth be told. Episode 26 of your personal podcast. Truth Truth be be told. told. That's a great statement. That is a great statement. Anyway. Now, back to my question, Mim. Yes. Share with our listeners the structure. What can our listeners expect to get out of our conversation today? Well, the three things would be knowing the truth, in some cases withholding the truth, and in other cases telling the truth. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this withholding the truth part of it. Let's start with knowing the truth. What does the truth mean to you? To me, it's simply this. I always come from the perspective of trusting people until they give me a reason not to trust them. So whatever people tell me, I take it as the truth. But for me, knowing if it's the truth, I look at the evidence. The evidence must support what I've been told. So, for example, Martin, if you tell me you're a a great team builder, I would expect to see a great team behind you. If you tell me you're a great communicator, I would go to the people you've spoken to and ask them if they've understood anything you've said. So I look at the evidence base to support the things that I've been told and everything should line up because if you're telling me the truth, the evidence should be there to support it. So if someone was telling you they're a great coach in a sporting context, you'd want to know how many games they'd won. That's right. If someone told you they're great at developing new players, you'd want to know the names of the new the players, players that they've developed. developed and how far they went with their careers because that's what the, pro- the proof is all about. That's is that right. Correct? If you tell me you can run 10Ks, I would expect you to run 10Ks. I wish I could run 10Ks. If you tell me it's going to rain tomorrow, I would expect it to rain tomorrow. Are you the weather man or the weather person? Oh, weather person or no weather person. If you tell me it's going to rain tomorrow, better rain, or else you're not telling me the truth. Oh, come on, Mim. That's a that's a beyond the pale. Have you ever heard of a weather person that's got it right? Well, there yeah, answers the question, doesn't it? Oh, my phone's, light- my phone's <laughs> lighting up. All my friends are working the media. Sorry, guys. But I have deep respect for climatologists. No, I do, because, Mim, I do a lot of work on the environment. 
Look, let's not get into the no, politics. No, I do. No, it. it's not politics. It's the environment. Let's not get into the If it's going to rain tomorrow, it better rain. That's all I've got to say. If we don't look after the environment, Mim, the environment will not look after us. Mm-hmm. Look at that, eh? Can you see that? Very, can you very see, sincere. Can you see the conviction in that comment? You know, you know a key ingredient in knowing the truth? Yes. No. And know whether you stand in the truth? Possibly. Maybe. Do what you say and say what you do. You say, never go wrong. Say that again? Do what you say and say what you do. That's true. That way you can never go wrong. It's You're a, always telling the truth. It's a good barometer for life, isn't it? It is. So you must understand how to know the truth. Knowing the truth is important because everyone believes. It's in the eyes of the beholder sometimes. Everyone believes what they say is the truth. But sometimes it could be exaggerated. Okay, so look at the context of today's environment to some degrees. We we live in this world of what I would call instant gratification. We want it and we want it now. I want to be the CEO. I deserve to be the CEO. I don't have anywhere near the skill set to be the CEO, but that's irrelevant because I'll learn it. How do you manage that in today's environment of instant gratification? In their mind, they believe what they thought is the truth. But someone needs to tell them the truth without withholding it. Why is their truth any different to your truth? Because reality will tell you. The practicality will tell you. The evidence will tell you. Can you share an example? Yeah, I can. In the corporate corporate world, I was travelling uh, quite often to head office. And there was a colleague of mine that wanted to aspire to do the things that I was doing. But I knew that the person wasn't at the level they needed to be. But he kept asking, asking, and asking. And instead of me telling him the truth, I knew the truth. I withheld the truth, and I didn't tell him the truth. But what I did is I organised him to come with me on a trip. Oh, you being compassionate? Why'd I was being compassionate, but let me tell you, I organised it for him to come on the trip. And he said to me, "When we go to Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia, and go into the group general manager's office, he would like to lead the conversation." I said, "Not a problem. I'll I'll leave the floor to you." So we get there, we go into the office, group general manager asks the question. He said, fellas, how's it going? I didn't answer because I agreed that I wouldn't because he could take the lead. Two minutes went by. He never said a word. He froze. He froze and I knew he would froze. That's what's made it even worse. So the, the group general manager looked at us as if we were both a bit funny. So he asked the question again. When he asked the second time, I took over. We went through the conversations. We went through everything we needed to go through. And I learned a big lesson. Two things I learned. Firstly, I knew that situation would happen because I knew that particular colleague of mine didn't have what it needed, what what he needed to have to be in that environment. Secondly, what I, I found out that it, it caused him more devastation than, let's say, confidence because he knew he froze. So can I ask who learnt the lesson out of that experience? Was I did. You, you did. I did. Why? Because I knew the truth. We talk about knowing the truth. I knew it. I had the evidence to back what I knew. So why didn't you share it? Because familiarity. You know, it's a bit like family member. You work with colleagues for many years and all of a sudden you don't want to tell them that they're not really where they need to be at the time. So you want to hopefully, you you sit there with hope thinking maybe something will change. But unfortunately it didn't. So I learnt a big lesson that I never let that happen again. 
So I always, no matter who it was, whether it's family, colleagues, anyone, if I knew the truth, I needed to let them know. The only time I would withhold the truth is to protect people. I'm going to share an example, Mim, and it's quite a current example in Australia, but it's actually when I was in public life some years ago. When you are elected into public life, and I was the mayor of the city at this time, you are expected to some degree, maybe by others and sometimes by yourself, that you've got to have the answer to every situation. You've got to have the answer to every problem. Now, in reality, I think we all know that nobody can do that. However, I distinctly remember being in a meeting and everyone was looking to me as the mayor for the answer. And I just said to myself, I don't have it. I don't understand the complexity of this problem but I sense the wisdom actually sits in the community and together we'll solve the problem. And I said it to everybody. And it was actually a very complex social issue. So it wasn't an infrastructure or an engineering or a technical issue. It was a social issue. And I said to the folks, which is very counterintuitive to do for someone who's in public life, I said, you're looking at me for the answer to this. I said, I don't want to be disrespectful. I don't want to let you down because I want to support you, but I do not have the answer. But I sense with the dozen people in this room here today together, you know more about this than I do and I'm here to listen to you so that we together can create the answer. And that being that truthful, maybe being a little bit vulnerable, just was a breakthrough moment. And it I is. Did, and Truth I did, be told. And Mim, I did it very authentically. But the result was extraordinary. Just by being authentic, a little bit vulnerable, but totally truthful. Sometimes we feel like we've got to fake it until we make it. Sometimes we feel like we've got to wing it. And in some situa- situations, that does not cut the mustard. That's right. I always say this for myself. The fundamental principles about telling the truth is going to be love and compassion and empathy. What I mean by that is when you tell the truth, you need to have the intent to help people. When you withhold the truth, it needs to be to protect people. And the example I'll give you, Martin, when I was with a corporate company, we had a bomb threat in the store. Now, at the time, the particular leader of that particular at time wanted to tell everyone in the store that there was a bomb threat. I didn't think it was appropriate because why should we burden people with that thought? We just needed to exit the building, get everyone out, and then deal with the matter. So in withholding that information protected people from anxiety, from depression, from from any thoughts that they would have had because you've got to be a certain type of person to be able to listen to that and, and handle it. So not everyone can handle the truth So you were looking to avert panic. That's right. Because in panic, you'll create more of a a trauma than anything else. Now, thankfully, the the bomb threat was, was not real. But what I'm saying is sometimes 
it's not always wise to tell everyone everything. That's an interesting example of crisis management, actually. A very it interesting is. example. And even in family, you don't need to tell everyone everything. If you're protecting them and they don't necessarily need to know, then withhold the truth. But isn't that interesting? You, I mean, that's a really good example. Is You look at kind of large corporations, and you know, history is littered with these, whereby something's drastically gone wrong. Those organisations who go out on the front foot, tell the truth and then talk about the plan and how they're going to fix it, they engender trust and they actually grow the reputation of the organisation. Those companies which do the exact opposite and try and cover it up actually destroy their reputation over time. I always say, Martin, there's 95% of the the business can be shared with everyone. There's 5% that needs to stay confidential. But in certain circumstances... Not everyone needs to know the truth. So that's why because people are different. We're built differently. Okay. So that's stage two of today's discussion, Mim. Is yeah. is it acceptable sometimes to withhold part of the truth? And if so, please share an example. Part of the truth. You're gonna hold part of the truth. Let's say, for example, the, the example I just gave you when we evacuated the building. We didn't have to tell anyone that there was a bomb threat in the building. But you needed to evacuate the We building. needed to evacuate it. So we just said, we need to evacuate the building. These are the exit doors. Let's get out. And then we dealt with the with the crisis in the building. Okay. So we kept a portion of the information to ourselves, which didn't necessarily need to be given because it would have just caused panic. I'll share an example too. So – Episode one of your personal podcast, of course, we focused on mentorship. Now, I've had many mentors over the years. When I set up one of my businesses, uh, and this was my retail business some years ago now, I, of course, at that time, had a mentor. Now, if my mentor had sat me down and said, Martin, did you know that statistically almost 80% of new small businesses that are founded fail within three years? Do you think I would have soldiered on and set up that business? I'm not so sure. Or I would have gone into that business with a seed of doubt. And we know what doubt can do. Absolutely. Doubt can destroy. So is it necessary for people to know? So I didn't know. I never knew what the failure rate of small businesses was because my mentor never told me, thankfully. But now you've told all our listeners. Well, that was some (laughs) years ago. Now, I'm sure... (laughs) I apologise to all our listeners... We, we, he didn't mean what he said. If you have a heart to do something, you go right ahead and well, do Well, Mim, it. of course, I'm going to – it was some years ago and it was a yes. particularly tough economic time. It was the middle – it was, actually was a recession. I, you know, because I am so strategic, I set up my business right in the middle of a recession. And truth be told, Mim, I didn't even know it was a recession. Yeah, well. Now, that's good. <laughs> you should be nodding. So, basically – all I could see... The moral of the story is... Or the moral of the story, from my own perspective, was, is, Mim, all I could see was opportunity. Yeah. And if I didn't have that mindset of only seeing opportunity, my mind would have been filled with doubt. Do you know what I would? What we, what people should always think and what I always think? I always look to the people that have succeeded. I don't worry about those that didn't. I always look to those that made it, that were successful that got to the top of the mountain because that's the ones I want to be able to learn from 
grow from and make sure I can achieve my desired results. Why? Because I'm focused on those that can get the job done, not so much those that were not able to do it. Mahatma Gandhi said, the only way to deal with this life is to be truthful. Truthfulness is the greatest force in the world. Absolutely it is. Do you have a quote? Yeah, there is a quote from a special book, and it's known globally. It's called the Bible. In the book of John, chapter 8, verse 32, it says, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And that was spoken by Jesus Christ. Powerful words. Absolutely. Truth is like the sun. You can shut it out for a time, but it ain't going away. Do you know who said that? Who said that? Elvis Presley. There's many people that that understand that the truth will set you free, that if you don't, it always catches up with you. If you embellish it, take it away, add to it, it doesn't end well. Why? Because if you do what you say and you say what you do, you can never go wrong because everything that you say, you've got evidence that backs it up. Do you remember that movie called The Insider? No, I don't. Okay, it was in 1999. It was directed by Michael Mann and it was a it was a drama. It was based on a true story, but it basically focused on a whistleblower and a journalist inside the tobacco industry and it was all about the truth and it was all about, to some degree, corporate misconduct and the truth prevailed. So I love those stories. I love it when the truth prevails because it's for the right reasons. It is, but remembering the foundation must be to all our listeners, I always have the foundation is about love, integrity, compassion, empathy. And respect. And respect and making sure that if I am sharing the truth, that it's always about helping. So the third part of our conversation today on Truth Be Told, episode 26 of your personal podcast is what we've just been going through, if you've been listening. I have been listening, but I want you to elaborate. (laughs) Telling the truth. You always got to be... The foundation of who you are is got to be always about telling the truth. Telling the truth the way it is. Not the way you think it is, but the way it is. The truth is the truth, and the truth will always stand. And the dividend is the dividend. So in a business context, I'm going to share the dividend of telling the truth. One, as an organisation, your organisation will be trusted and it will have a better reputation because it will be respected. You will have greater customer satisfaction and loyalty if you are a truthful organisation. You will be a more ethical organisation. You are statistically more likely to have long-term success as an organisation if you have solid values, solid ethics, and you are truthful in your approach. You will also comply with the law you have greater employee morale and engagement and you'll be better at decision-making and solving problems. So why would you not do anything other than be truthful? And embrace the truth. If you embrace the truth, you're always going to be better off for it. You need to make sure that you don't fear the truth but embrace it. So I'm going to ask you a question. A lot of people, Mim, will embellish the truth. Yes. Right? And they'll do it because they do it for clickbait. Yes. They do it to get your attention. They do it as a deliberate marketing tactic. Yes. Is that ethical? Is it ethical? Is it ethical? If you embellish the truth, never never morally or ethical about it. 
If someone embellishes the truth and you know about it, what I do is I test them with the practical. Or I ask them more practical examples to give me practical examples. So I really test them. So if I know they're embellishing the truth, well, then I try and bring them back to what reality is. Okay. Let me ask you another question. So we often talk about and we share examples in the family environment and we share examples in the business environment. Yes. When it comes to the telling the truth, is there really any difference? Uh, people probably struggle more so with the family. Why? Because it's deeper, a deeper emotional connection with the family. So you try and tell a sibling or someone in the inner circle of the family that um, what they're doing is wrong or what they think they're doing is right but it isn't or their behaviours are not right or their whatever they're doing in life, they need to change or else if they don't, then it won't end well for them. So sometimes in family, telling the truth is becomes more difficult. Why? Because there is a deeper emotional connection and you have to understand that love has got to be stronger than fearing that they're going to reject you. Well said. Miam, episode one of your personal podcast, like I shared beforehand, was on mentorship. Yes. If you have a mentor and you are with your mentor and your mentor and yourself are furiously agreeing with each other at every session, I would suspect there's something wrong. Because, Mim, if I look at my own mentee-mentorship relations over the years, and I've had several mentors, my mentors have typically been pretty tough on me and because they have told the truth from their perspective. And sometimes I felt that was uncomfortable. But as I reflect back on it, it was necessary. Yeah. They were telling me, Mim, that I may have the ambition but I don't have the skill or I don't have the knowledge or I don't have the timing. You know, getting things right, certainly in the commercial world, Mim, is sometimes the alignment of knowledge, timing, skill and resources. They would be, be, and I think, gosh, that was tough. That was brutal. But it was necessary. And then, and I would value that because I wasn't there to be made to feel comfortable. That wasn't the job of me now being a mentor. It was for me to grow. And sometimes growth can be a little bit uncomfortable. It's not a bad thing, is it? It's not. Delivering the truth in a positive and motivating manner requires sensitivity, empathy and understanding. So when you deliver the truth, if you deliver it with the intent to help the person grow, it's always a good thing. So is the intent more important than the delivery? Absolutely. Okay. But you've got to share the intent though, don't you? You don't have to share the intent. The intent is what's what you're doing it for. You've got to know why you're sharing the truth, why you're telling the truth, why you know the truth to begin with. Because people want to know everything. But the basis of why they want to know is probably not very good. So when it comes to sharing the truth, what advice very succinctly would you give to the mentors out there? If you're going to share the truth and you're a mentor, remembering your goal is to help people improve. Your goal is to always make sure that there is a pathway that they can see clearly for their benefit. That the truth is not to defame them. The truth is not to destroy them. The truth is not to make them feel unworthy. The truth is there to set them free, to get them to have a better understanding of where they're at and where they need to go, and that you're there and I'm there to help support them, 
so they never have to walk alone. You know, the truth can be occasionally clouded by bias, prejudice, um, you know, kind of external matters. There was a movie, what was it called? 12 Angry Men. It's a 1950s movie. If I recall correctly, it was 1957. You are a movie buff lately. Well, I've become one. <laughs> I mean, there's someone very close to us who really loves movies. And, you know, I'm, I'm like a. I, I learn by osmosis. I'm like a sponge, Mim. Osmosis. I am. Man. I'm SpongeBob. <laughs> you know, I just take these things in. No, it was actually a really good movie. I've watched it. Directed by Sidney LeMay. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Sidney LeMay. Yes. Okay, well, Sidney Lumet. Um, but it was a courtroom scene. And it was all about kind of the truth and it was all about prejudice, justice, bias, interesting things in a courtroom, I must say. But good movie. I recommend to our listeners of your personal podcast that you watch 12 Angry Men and I also encourage you to watch The Insider. The foundation of this podcast is truth be told. Do not ever lie. Always tell the truth. And always know that the truth will always be better. Isn't it interesting, Mim, that people who don't tell the truth often trip over themselves? They do. Because eventually it catches up. They can never remember. If you are honest. All of the tales that they've told. Look, if you're honest, you'll live a happier and healthier life. And a peaceful one. I agree. So the key to today's podcast to all our listeners is, yeah, have we all embellished some of the truth at some stage? Absolutely. Have we learnt better? Positively. What can we do differently today going forward? Is always make sure that the truth is the truth and the evidence will always support what we say. But when it comes to the truth, meme, stay in your lane. Absolutely. Isn't that right? Absolutely. I love that expression, stay in your lane. On that note, Mim, episode 26 of your personal podcast, I hope that we've created some real value. We're sharing our life experiences yes. with our many listeners around the world. Thank you for the listening. Key, the key I want all our listeners to understand is never be afraid to tell the truth. Just make sure it's at the appropriate time and deliver it in the appropriate method. And always have love and compassion behind your conversation. Have a wonderful week, and we look forward to speaking with you next week on your personal podcast. Bravo.